All right, Bill, say what you need to say. I was going to say, you guys can make as much fun of this book as you can, but that scene where Lenny's grandma gave her that box of stupid shit that her mom wanted her to have, <laughs> like, you can't tell me that wasn't, like, you, you cried, I know you did, but then he's like, oh, a box of trash. <laughs> Thank you. Wasn't one of the things from, like, a gift shop at yeah. the trailer park? think so yeah. it's like oh it's a little little purse and a little <laughs> statue and it's like yeah, really wow, mom this a, is a sh- my inheritance a your mom wanted you to have this <laughs> she really liked collecting seashells and now i have one of the seashells <laughs> all right I, ben, I, ben hit it ben okay what sorry i was distracted elaborate <laughs> introduction that, that introduces the book and all of us Hello, welcome back. We have, well, three-fifths of us have finished up The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Uh, I am Ben Montai, joined by Eric Roos, Josh hey. Roos, sorry, Josh Roos. Josh, you need to say oh, something. That's, oh, hello. <laughs> so the point is, people want to be able to connect your voice to your name so they know who you are. <laughs> You're an influencer now, Josh. Oh, well, can we start Did over? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, keep going. Bill Schmidt. Hey. And Austin Enberg. Hello. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that that's over with, Jesus fucking All right, <laughs> so this is Fully Booked, and we are going to start with our impressions of the final section of the book, and Ben, what you think of the last third? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like she just relied on heavy dramatic moments for plot, and it was lazy. All right, popcorn someone. There was just the, just no... It just went from huge dramatic moment from huge dramatic moment with nothing in between. Uh, all right. Popcorn someone? What is that? What, why are you saying popcorn? It means call someone's <laughs> name. Did, what, did you not go to public school? You pick someone I, uh, who then tells what they thought. I've never heard that term before. Mean popcorn? Yeah, it's like popcorn reading. So I read a little bit of the book, and then I popcorn someone. I don't know why it's even called popcorn, but I go, okay, Austin. And then Austin reads the next section, and then Austin goes, okay, Josh. And then Josh reads mm, a little bit. I don't think that's a thing. I think you made it up. No, it's a thing. I used to do it in school, but I never I never heard popcorn someone. <laughs> All right, Ben, are you going to popcorn someone or what? <laughs> I pop Bill. Uh... I, yeah, I, I did not really care for this last portion. Um, it, I don't know. I just, I stopped caring, and it was just like Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but one thing I will say is that in the audiobook, the last section that they have is the acknowledgments, which the author read in her own voice, which I think was the worst, absolute worst part of the book. She has a, <laughs> She had a. She does not have a good reading voice, and just fucking. I don't know if it's in your paperback copies, but I swear to God, she just listed everyone she could think of. It was 
it was not not good. Shout uh, out I to popcorn. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I, thank you, Mom. Can I ask you one question before you popcorn someone? Yes. So I believe it was Ben that let me know because I was struggling to read it, and Ben told me that you already had it finished, and that was mm-hmm. maybe like six days after we finished the second section. If you didn't yes. care for it at all, how did you get it done so quickly? So, well, that's just like a general Bill's reading behavior uh, thing. So, I mean, I was reading and still am reading like three, four books at the same time. So I just do round robin chapters. Mm-hmm. So that's just, and I just read a lot. And because of that, read alone. Okay. May I, may I popcorn now? Yeah. I popcorn to Austin. Uh, I personally loved it. Shut up. Really <laughs> <laughs> the the dramatic moments, the sentient, salient plot points, the, the conversations, <laughs> the rich culture and the, the nature. The unique, the the un the ending that you couldn't have predicted. The untapped emotional force behind the loss of a mother, Shh. and the deterioration of the mind of a hu- of a Austin, man you're giving away too much. Son, uh, I hated it. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, I see. Wait, you Eric. Can... Oh, sorry. Are you gonna you... Let Austin popcorn someone? Oops, sorry. <laughs> Uh, popcorn, Josh. Um, I <laughs> did not like the uh, third section. Um, Can I? And I just want to clarify for hundreds of listeners, maybe dare I say thousands, that um, thirty. There's thirty. The last time I checked for our thirty listeners. Uh, <laughs> the only book in the book club that I have intentionally stopped reading out of spite is Naked Lunch. This one, I just had to stop because I started college and didn't have time. So, uh, I, need, I need my street cred, people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> alright. Yeah. Popcorn someone. Everyone's went. Everyone's popcorn. I, I, I haven't gone popcorn. yet. Wait, you know what, Josh, will you popcorn me again? Uh, I popcorn Bill. Aww. Right. Uh... <laughs> I would like to pop corner. Okay, I you could very easily pigeonhole me as someone that likes every book and uh, couldn't dislike yeah. a book. Yeah. Uh, it's happened before, yeah. uh, where I've stood up for a book that's uh, seemed to be bad to everybody else in this chat. Uh, there's some parts I like in this book, but I agree with everything that's been said. It's it's. I think Ben said it best in the chat when he said that it went full lifetime uh, because it was just the plot points were just for dramatic effect and they resonated very little with me. Yep. So with that being said, Josh has yet to read, or so, so Josh hasn't read section three. I want Josh to guess three things that he thinks happened in the third section. Okay. And we'll see if he gets it right. Uh, Lenny and Matthew get married. <laughs> Incorrect? 
Incorrect. Yeah, wouldn't that be such a great plot point? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that make sense? <laughs> okay. Um, there's a dramatic moment in the family, and Lenny, having become a strong woman, um, somehow overcomes her father uh, through the necessity of physical force. Uh, actually, that the opposite happened. Oh. Incorrect. Shit. <laughs> Um, he becomes a strong independent man and overcomes his daughter with physical <laughs> Okay, I got it. Okay, I got one more. Um, uh, Matthew overcomes the traumatic events of his childhood because he and Lenny are on snowmobiles and they're approaching the same river and Lenny's ahead of him and Lenny's snowmobile falls into the river but this time Matthew saves the woman. <laughs> Almost, but near the end there, you were close, but... Again, opposite. Matthew tries to save her, but fails. He dies? With very serious repercussions. He doesn't doesn't die. He gets brain damage. For a really long time. And he becomes a vegetable. Oh my god. But then it goes away. And then he can't Don't worry, he becomes a very good painter. (laughs) What? (laughs) It was a gift from God, man. It was a compensation thing. God's like, well, I took away your brain, but here's painting. <laughs> and there's a scene where Lonnie is talking to him, and he can't talk, so he just shits himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which was... Ben, I think I told you this. One of the finest moments of the audiobook is when Lenny goes to visit like the rehabilitation center and Matthew is just talking in grunts. Like it's just the woman going like But I just I couldn't not laugh. Uh, so what do we want to do here? Do we want to just jump into scenes haphazardly? Do we want to kind of walk Josh through the plot of the third section? Um, I want to be walking through the plot too. Oh, okay. I didn't like the last 60 pages. So we could, yeah, let's just like quickly summarize it. Let's take, let's bullet point it. Let's take turns starting with popcorn Ben. Um, well, Am I just like telling the big dramatic moments? Just bullet point what happens. Okay, so Ernst comes back from the pipeline, and he seems to be okay for a while. But um, every, you know, the tension's still there. He still doesn't like the Walkers, and and uh, Mr. Walker happened to be at their place when he came back from the pipeline. Got fired from the pipeline. Um, Mr. Walker is trying to improve the town's. Kanik uh, and the other towns around them for tourists because it's starting to get more hustle and bustle up there. Ernst doesn't like it and tries to lead like a little rebellion by vandalizing the Walker's bar like a child. <laughs> and basically, <laughs> right. that confrontation grows, and eventually that turns into well, Ernst also against um, Matthew and his daughter's relationship, so they're sneaking around at night, <laughs> and like Eric said, like. They can't see each other, so she starts talking to herself in his voice. (laughs) (laughs) That was so bad. (laughs) 
Ernst is getting more violent and violent as time continues. Um, he starts to hit uh, the mother again, and then I guess I'll popcorn over to Bill. All right. It's around this time when Lenny finds out she has uh, a little Matthew growing within her. Oh. Wait. And... No, no, that jumps the gun. Yeah, you skipped a little bit. Mm. All right. Popcorn, Eric. <laughs> uh, so, so Natural dies, Ooh. and oh man, Nat- <laughs> okay, popcorn back to me, because that's what. All right, Natural dies at the funeral. Ernst is like, "Hey, don't worry, Thelma. I've got plenty of live hand grenades. I'll still come over and like help you guys." And she's like, "No, no, no, no. You're no longer welcome at the compound." Uh, so that was. Ernst's only friend and tied to the community. So at this point, he begins isolating himself and like building a wall around their land to keep everyone out. And that is when Matthew and Lenny start fooling around. They consummate their relationship in a beautiful, beautiful way. Where do they do it? In her body. Where don't <laughs> no, but I mean the first time, the magical first time. In the cabin, the parents go to town to get some supplies or somewhere. It was somewhere far away, I forget where. They fell asleep. Uh, Matthew left his boots by the front door. So when her parents return, there's this moment where Letty and her mom have to work together to draw Ernst's attention away from Matthew's pairs of shoes. Well, and then like take, they take him outside because he's just bought a new snowblower. And it's like a very obvious, like, Oh, come on, Ernst, show us the new snowblower. Uh, come on. Yeah. It'll be so much fun. Ernst gets distracted, shows off the snowblower and then Matthew escapes nice. without a hint. Chicago. It wasn't a snowblower. It was a snow machine. Oh my God. <laughs> so then, Popcorn Austin. So they go outside. Matthew gets away. He runs away without his boots. <clears throat> gets into his boat. Um, Ert was like, it, damn, tourists. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he and, sees the boat go by, but he can't – he's so far away that he can't figure out his Matthew. Yeah, so he hears so the word of the boat, and he's like uh, – they're all worried. They're like shit and bricks. It's like, goddamn tourists, stay out of our cove. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. From there, uh, they, her mom says, Cora says to Lenny, you need to lie low until you go to college in September. So time passes, and it's like three weeks before she leaves. No. <laughs> uh, so... You popcorned in front of me. <laughs> so Ernst builds his wall. Popcorn Austin. Uh, so then Ert builds this wall. Go ahead, Eric. Popcorn Eric. Ert builds the wall. And... Popcorn Bill. Ert builds a wall. <laughs> Popcorn Josh. Um, so Ert builds a wall. <laughs> Ert builds a wall. Uh, and I think there was another incident of violence 
And that's when Lenny really starts talking to the mom and saying, hey, we need to get out of here because if this is ever going to work, uh, we need to make our escape. Uh, and, and so they go into town with Ernst one day, and it's then that they've decided to make their escape. And I don't remember what happens next, so I'm going to popcorn the person best for fit for the job, Ben. It was like a big like fish fry or whatever they went into, like some festival they went into town. And I, I forget how they were supposed to make their escape, but they basically both panicked. And, and they couldn't do it. And then, like, like Lon, Lenny called out for help. I don't, they both panicked, and then Lenny just shouted out, help, and Ernst's like, why you need help? And she's like, I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and then, like, they went back to the cabin. And then, um, anyway, skip a few things, and they're running um, uh, from Ernst. Matthew comes and takes Lenny on a snowmobile, and, like, they go out and camp away. And then someone is watching the mother. I popcorn to Austin because I don't remember what happened to the mother at that point. So Cora goes to Large Marge's. <clears throat> the more dramatic scene is where Lenny and Matthew, they're in this really, like, they have to get away for 24 hours. So they go to this extremely remote campground that they have to hike, like, six hours to get to. They get up there, they have sex again, and then her Lenny's like, oh, I'm worried about my mom. And then a big storm rolls in, so like, we got to go. So they car- start running, and then Matthew's trudging along, and he looks around, and Lenny's, like, 50 feet off the path in the opposite direction that they're supposed to be going. <laughs> and he's like, Lenny! And then she falls into a big crevice, which I'm assuming Wait. forms naturally in the Alaskan okay. mountainscapes. I have a question. Okay. Why didn't he notice that she was going the wrong way before she got so far away? Because there was a storm. Be- yes, it was storming really bad. Like, Why didn't they just like it was very- hold hands? Because they're stupid. <laughs> oh. okay. Yeah, they're pretty much stupid. So she falls, and he goes to get her, and then he's at the top, and she's down at the bottom, and she's like fucked up, like broken ribs, her arms dislocated and all that. And Matthew's like... Lenny, I'm coming down to you. And she's like, no, go get help. And he says, no, I'm coming down. And <laughs> then he falls, and he basically fucks up the rest of his life. <clears throat> and Lenny's like, oh, my God, I have to do this. I'm Alaska strong. I can do this. So she starts to pick up these 50-pound flat rocks and stacks them, but they're all slippery because it's raining and shit. <clears throat> she continues to climb up, fall off, climb up, fall off over and over and over, puking in the meantime because she's in so much pain. She gets up to him, cuts him down from the the rock, and he just, like, lands fucking yeah. hard. Breaks his leg, hits his head. Like, that's probably what fucked him up, not the, not the fall that he had. <clears throat> so then they are stuck in there for about two days-ish, mm-hmm. and then Matthew finally wakes up. And then they, a search, and, search party comes and finds them. They get rescued. Matthew, they go to the hospital. And popcorn, Bill. All right. So, LOL, they get out of there. Lenny, <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's like, I want to go see Matthew. They're like, oh, Matthew's real fucked up. 
So goes checking or checks in on Matthew. Matthew is a vegetable. He's got uh, scars all over his face. His head is bolted into a cage. Um, I I assume he was wearing like some sort of straitjacket. He's hurting, and he communicates in grunts and bowel movements. So now, uh, now are we getting to the point that I originally started? Like Lenny goes home. And yeah. she's really mad at her dad. So Lenny's pissed at dad, refuses to talk. Eric, take it away. So the book, this is one of the most frustrating parts. Because, and this is what I was talking to Austin about yesterday. The book makes the case in that moment that Cora and Ernt will forever have this twisted love. And will forever like be entangled uh, in this uh, toxic relationship. Then, and I hope I'm not skipping anything, and let me know if I am, very quickly after, Lenny realizes she's pregnant. Uh, Dad shouts at her for some reason. She plays the trump card, I'm pregnant. Dad, knowing that it's a walker child, starts to beat her. And even though we just got this description of Ernt and Cora being together forever, Cora seeing her child get abused triggers something in her and she shoots and kills Ernt oh, with damn. a shotgun. <clears throat> shoots him twice. In yeah. the back. In, in the, the back, back too. Damn. And then she goes, not my Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Literally. Smoke dissipating in the background. <laughs> can so, I start myself? Yeah, Ben, you can mm-hmm. take it from... Uh, so it's a it's a it's a very gruesome scene. Ernst's yeah. innards are everywhere. Popcorn Ben. And there's there's bone fragments everywhere. So they're making a decision. It's like, what do we do? Do we turn ourselves in, or do we try and cover this up? So they decide to try and cover it up. Oh my so, god. <laughs> <laughs> so what they do is they drag his body and put it back on his new snow machine. Right? Oh man, little did you know when you bought that snow machine. <laughs> they drive it. Two hours up into some lake on a mountain or some pond on a mountain, break some ice, break all his limbs for some reason. I don't remember why. <laughs> oh, there's not the, the bear traps on him. And that yeah, the, it was bear limbs. traps that snapped oh, yeah. all his limbs. I think they broke all his limbs and put him in the hole, I guess, that they made in the ice, and then they sunk him down. And then they go back and they took Large Marge anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, okay. Well, I was an attorney, so I'm going to help you cover this up. You guys are going to get out of Alaska. And then she has a line. She goes, don't worry about the blood because your mother and your father had the same blood type. So the cops won't know. What? And the book makes the point because if you're thinking, what about like DNA and stuff? That's not uh, around at the time because I think there's a seven-year time skip later. And the policeman has a line that says, now with DNA, we're able to crack cases that we never would have been able to. Sure, but how did Marge Marge know both her parents' blood type? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think it's cause she, I think she asked while, uh, she, they were probably talking about that while uh, Lenny was going and grabbing her books. Because she was like, grab only the essential things that you need. So she goes up and grabs books. <laughs> Does anyone know their significant other's blood type? Nope. Uh, I don't even remember mine. Rachel's B positive. <laughs> that was important information. I don't know Leah's either. 
Josh, were you just able to answer that? Like that was a completely yep. normal thing. Yeah, she's beat positive. How do you know that? Well, what if right. she what if she gets in like a car accident? She's unconscious. She needs blood. I can tell the people. Yeah, hey, it. she needs beat positive. Yeah, but that takes precious moments, Austin. <laughs> so you're saying we're bad, like boyfriends, yes. husbands. You should probably don't. leave your significant other, reevaluate yourself, and then try and find somebody <laughs> new. Terrible year, but be positive. Oh, so Rachel, uh, so it's really nice going on your first date. What blood type are you? Oh, I'll be positive. <laughs> My favorite blood. Blah, blah. So Large Marge helps them get out of Alaska. They leave the cabin open so animals can come and ransack and destroy as much evidence as possible. Um, instead of like, oh, Large Marge like goes really deep into this cover up and like drives the vehicle down the road and like takes some blood and like puts it in the in the car and like ditches the car or something and then they fly back to seattle and live with her grandparents and then this is where i about tapered out so i popcorn over to eric wait nice uh so they uh so mom with her tail between her legs goes back to her parents and this is when it gets even nuttier if you can imagine josh uh because he goes to her because the dad's a lawyer and they're trying to start a new life. And within two days, the dad's already got fake identities for the both of them with all the proper documents. And Ma or Cora asks, Hey, how did you how did you do that? And he says, I'm a lawyer, I know people. As if that's just a part of the trade. <laughs> hey, uh, he knows people with uh, low morals. And yeah. She, oh yeah, <laughs> he's even able to get her into college in a way that the college doesn't have to run a background check, so they don't figure out she's lying about her identity. Yeah, they didn't even ask about a uh, high school diploma. <laughs> so anyway, Lenny goes to college. This is the part where not much interesting stuff happens, and Austin or Bill have the baby. Uh, well, yeah, that's where I'm going to jump ahead to. If there's anything I miss, let me know. Uh, she has the child. She starts raising the child. The child is her happiness. She's able to be happy sometimes, but oftentimes it feels as if, as if she's faking it because she is away from her home and away from her Matthew. She graduates, uh, and that is when the doctor uh, brings bad news that mom's got lung cancer. And I'm going to popcorn off So Cora's got lung cancer. And not only is it stage four, but it has taken such a toll that it has metastasized or something. And I think that's where it. Found her liver in her spine, and it has spread dramatically. And like, yeah, it's fine until she was diagnosed. And then yeah. she gets the it's diagnosis, and she's like, "Oh, that's what it was." <laughs> oh yeah, she thought she had pneumonia. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, that's what that itch was yesterday." It was. There's so, seriously a line just like that in the book. So here is about the time where I was like, "All right, I'm fucking. I can't do this anymore." So I start <laughs> skipping like the description paragraphs, and I just get to the dialogue and stuff. Um, I love you, Lenny. I'll always remember you and I'll always be here with you. And then she takes this big breath and dies. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, it was, and that's just the uh, end of that. And that's why that I was told, one chapter. 
That was one that was chapter. One chapter yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Horus is dead, and there's another equally heartfelt moment uh, after her death when uh, Lenny's grandmother, Cora's mother, goes to Lenny and she says, "Hey, Lenny, your mom wanted you to have this box," and uh, Lenny opens the box. And it's just like a collection of trash. I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was, it, like, oh, the, and I, I think it was supposed to be very sentimental, but I was just like, oh, this is so stupid. Yeah, um, there's a like, seashell. There was a seashell because her mom loved seashells. And there was a little coin purse because her mom loved little beaded coin purses. <laughs> and, um, Sorry, quick go back. Ooh, so mm-hmm. before Cora dies, she says, here, Lenny, take this note. And the note says, I, Cora Albright, murdered my husband oh, in yeah. his body. And that... uh, Lenny what? had nothing to do with it, signed Cora, and signed her father as a witness. Uh, pass. Uh, also hidden among uh, the box of trash were two one-way tickets to Alaska, baby. <laughs> to so, Alaska, baby. Cora and MJ... Uh, Lenny and MJ hit the road and head to Alaska. And she goes to the Walker compound to collect her son. And Tom's like, hey, I've got a new wife and you can go see Matthew. And she's like, okay. (laughs) So Matthew has his own little cabin and he loves to paint and he's wheelchair bound. And Lenny goes, and she's like, Matthew, hi, it's me, Lenny. And he, like, doesn't, like, acknowledge her. And she's like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. And then Matthew's like, wait, I can talk now. Really? And, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's oh, right, popcorn but, Eric. Uh, so, and you might be wondering, Josh, how did he come back from <laughs> such a difficult uh, life, or from, from being so impaired to being a so functional. Brain damage. Now, no, hold on. He, the one thing that brought him back was Lenny's letters. For through those letters, he learned to read and regained his uh, skill with language. Beautiful. Wow. Are you crying, Josh? Yes. Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Matthew, at that point, uh, Lenny's incredibly happy. Matthew gets to meet MJ. Uh, Matthew teaches MJ how to skip stones as he once taught Lenny. Uh, Matthew and MJ. Can Matthew walk? Is he, is he, he's wheelchair bound. Okay. He can walk, but it, it's very difficult for him. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. They, oh, I forgot. Lenny also has Cora's ashes. Uh, after the very heartfelt skipping <laughs> stone scenes, uh, Lenny and some of the townspeople go out to the river, uh, dump mom's ashes in the river, and then at the very end, there's a little afterward. Uh, apparently, Lenny has taken some very important pictures of Alaska that mean a lot to a lot of people, so she gets interviewed in the newspaper, and... She says some dumb things, and that's when the book ends. Also, it's revealed that she has two more kids with Matthew. Which Wait, really? Oh yeah, I missed that. 
Whoops. Man, I, that, I don't know. I suspect that that act was probably not as magical as it once was in the <laughs> with, with her mutilated, defigured monstrosity of... Because <laughs> it makes a lot of... There's a lot of references to how stitched together Matthew's face is. But... Yeah, he he is, sounds like a ghoul. He is still the lovely man to both Lenny and MJ. Um, so, Josh, how much time do we have left? Uh, none. That's an hour. Z- yeah. No. I suggest we give our reveal. Sorry, Bill, could you say that again? Because you Any final out. thoughts? You sounded like Matthew there. Ah, of <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I would like everyone to give their ratings, and then I would like to reveal the next book. Okay. Um, I rate this two out of five. Um, I was interested in the beginning, but then it just went completely off the rails, but I did enjoy her descriptions of Alaska. I give the book five out of ten. You want to say I, why? Hmm? Do you want to elaborate a bit? No. It just it wasn't good. <laughs> All right, Austin. And I think this is the lowest I've ever rated a book. I've given this a lot of thought. Um, definitely a 3 out of 10. And the only wow. reason you get those three points um, is because the early stages of the book actually made me like, huh, this could get really good. But every time that I was like, oh, this is going to set up, like, really well, there's going to be a lot of really good, like, sentient stuff being made, sentient points being made, it just dropped the ball every time. Yeah. So it lost seven points simply because it set us up for nothing. Like, nothing but just stupid <laughs> drama that was unnecessary. Uh, I I gave it a four. Uh, Josh, Josh, what's your rating? Do I am I do I get to do that? Am I allowed? Yeah, you well, know you everything that happened. The, yeah, yeah, you, you read, read the, the rest book. of the book. Um, I think I would agree with what everybody's saying. Give it a four, just because it had some things that could have been interesting, but it was done in such a shallow and melodramatic way that it failed on all accounts. Yeah. All right, Bill. What's next? All right, coming up next for Fully Booked and Friends is the timeless detective classic The Big Sleep by Raymond Chandler. Cool. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. This is Josh, Ben, Bill, Austin, and Eric signing off. Good night. Bye.